Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, August 7th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Wearing masks is one of the best ways people can protect themselves and others from coronavirus. Many in the St. Louis region now accept them as a necessary part of life. Wearing a mask is such a simple thing to do to save a life and to be able to help us go out and about and to do the things that we need to do. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton examines how masks prevent the virus from spreading and when we should be wearing them. The city of St. Louis will have more federal law enforcement on the street as it works to bring down a spike in violent crime. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman reports. Operation Legend is named for a four-year-old boy who was shot and killed in Kansas City in June. Locally, 50 agents from Homeland Security will boost task forces that focus on gang and drug conspiracies and the arrest of violent fugitives. The presence of federal law enforcement in cities is controversial because of their often violent response to anti-racism demonstrations in Portland. In July, Mayor Lida Krusen said she did not need federal help with protests, but she says she welcomes assistance in fighting violent crime. This uh, crime that we're having, uh, it is really intolerable for uh for the people who live here. There have been nearly 160 homicides in St. Louis this year, 53 of them in July alone. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. The Rockwood School District will start the upcoming academic year completely virtual. It's the largest district in St. Louis County with 22,000 students. Superintendent Mark Miles says in a letter to families, the pandemic makes it too difficult to offer an in-person school option. Rockwood is one of the last districts in the region to make the decision to keep buildings closed. A small number of county districts will still offer some in-classroom instruction. The Bayless and Melville school districts in South County also decided this week to start the academic year with virtual learning. A new restriction aimed to curb rising coronavirus cases in St. Louis County forces bars to close at 10 o'clock at night. And as St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, that's putting more stress on bars already struggling to stay afloat. Mimi Fowler, who owns a bar in Ferguson, has been scrambling to figure out whether St. Louis County's new restriction applies to Mimi's Subway Bar and Grill. She thought about opening earlier for the breakfast crowd, but learned later that as long as she continues to serve food, her bar can stay open past 10 p.m. Fowler says that's a huge relief for her employees, who worried they wouldn't be able to get by on shorter shifts. But she still worries about what will happen if she has to shut down. So right now, people don't know what's going on. I can't even tell my employees if they're going to have a job again next week or not, because I never know. Fowler says that uncertainty is exhausting. She understands the need to keep people safe. Her fiancé's compromised health is always on her mind. But aside from takeout orders, she says there's not much more she can do to make money. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Masks can be hot, itchy, and awkward, but wearing them can keep coronavirus from spreading. But where, when, and how masks are worn can make a big difference. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports. 
Julie Vohman started wearing a mask before most of her friends did in early spring. She's a 15-year survivor of Hodgkin's lymphoma. She knows if she contracts the coronavirus, she's more likely to die. But lately, she's seen more people sporting masks. But now that the city is starting to really wear masks, you know, I, I see it everywhere. It made me feel safe. And this week, Voman finally decided to venture out to the Tower Grove Farmer's Market. She says seeing people wearing masks made her feel comfortable. And I might not be able to distance 100 percent, but we're all going to be wearing masks. And I think that I'll feel safe. After months inside, she was able to pick out what food she wanted, like the exactly correct tender summer peach. It was just like, I can't believe, like, this is day 144. Here I am. Peaches are what's making me happy. Doctors and public leaders have been pleading for residents to wear masks in public for months. And St. Louis and St. Louis County began requiring people to wear them in early July. Dr. Alex Garza, head of the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force, has been encouraging masks for months. He says they're really important now that the region's hospitals are admitting dozens of people with COVID-19 each day. If we can get the majority of people to wear masks, then then we will continue to see the benefit. Um, The evidence supports that. As stay-at-home orders have expired across the region, masks are key to returning to some sense of normalcy. Dr. Blessy John is an infectious disease physician at Mercy Hospital South. She says they work, but they need to be worn correctly and consistently. We, of course, cannot keep the whole country shut down for a long period of time. So when we started to open it back up again, we encourage people to wear masks. To understand how masks work, you need to know how the coronavirus travels. While scientists are learning more about the coronavirus every day, John says the main mode of viral transmission is through respiratory droplets, namely mucus and spit. If someone wears a mask and if these droplets are actually spread, the mask is able to contain it. And without a mask, there's a high chance of spread with this virus. That's why people don't have to wear masks outdoors when they can keep their distance. The World Health Organization says viral particles might be able to drift through the air, especially indoors in poorly ventilated spaces. But the droplets are the most common way the virus is spread. Early in the pandemic, doctors were concerned promoting masks would diminish protective supplies for healthcare workers. And back then, there wasn't yet evidence that cloth masks were effective at preventing the spread of the coronavirus. But as the pandemic continued, there's more scientific and anecdotal proof that masks can prevent virus transmission. For example, in May, two hairstylists saw close to 140 clients at a Springfield, Missouri salon. Even though the hairstylist tested positive for the coronavirus, none of their clients got sick. And emerging evidence suggests that masks could make COVID-19 less severe in people who do get sick. John says if people don't wear them, that is just going to push us back to where we first started in the beginning of this year. Researchers at the University of Washington estimate that if everyone in Missouri wore a mask, more than 1,500 deaths and thousands of infections could be prevented through the end of October. But that's only if people wear masks correctly. Dr. Alexis Elward is a pediatric infectious disease specialist at St. Louis Children's Hospital. It does seem like more people have a mask that is on their face. What I'm seeing more of now is that it might be down below somebody's nose or it might be down below their chin. She says a mask worn across the mouth but not across the nose is almost as bad as no mask at all. And all masks aren't created equal. The things that are important are how tightly is it fitting around your nose and mouth? Um, Is it wet? 
wet is going to be less effective. Dry is going to be more effective. The numbers of layers of the mask, so having several layers is going to be more effective. Finally, Elward says you should put on a clean mask every day, just like underwear. Wearing a mask is such a simple thing to do to save a life and to be able to help us go out and about and to do the things that we need to do. She says there's no telling whose life you could save with a piece of fabric. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.